This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Say keep pounding. Keep playing. <laughs> Say keep pounding. Keep pounding. Good job. Say go Panthers. Go Panthers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 20 of the Carolina Panthers podcast called Meow Mix. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And Jerry, did you think we were going to get to 20 episodes of this podcast? I did. Oh. I did not expect us to be as uh, far along as we are at 20. Does that make sense? Sure, sure. The numbers are good. Thank you, everyone, for telling your friends and family and listening on a consistent basis. We do truly appreciate it. Definitely. Um, We're growing every week, and it's humbling and awesome at the same time. Uh, We did miss this week due to the bye week. We decided to take a a day off, so that was nice. What did you do with your time? Uh... My immune system took a break, too, so I've been fighting a cold. Oh, no. Yeah. I've been fighting a cold for the last week, and it's not fun, man. It is not no. fun. I'm hoping it, like, deepens my voice so I sound like Barry White on this episode. Hello. Well, maybe next episode. <laughs> yeah. Maybe next episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, no Panthers game to talk about today. Uh, like I said, it is their bye week this week, but we do have a couple of NFC South games to talk about. We've got the rest of week seven to talk about, and we've got a little bit of Panthers news to talk about right here at the beginning. Yep. The person we've been complaining about since week one, punt returner Ray Ray McLeod was released. Ray Ray gone. Ray Ray gone. gone. He was our zero last week, deservedly so, and they actually agreed with us and let him go. Uh, they went ahead and signed Greg Dorch, I believe his name Greg is. Greg Dorch at a Wake Forest. Yeah. Uh, he he was on a practice squad, so we'll, we'll hopefully he can catch the punt and return it and hold on to the ball. That's the most important part. You can wave your hand all the time, just catch the ball. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's what Ray Ray, we really... You know, uh, Rivera was always confident that Ray Ray was going to break one at some point. I didn't see it personally. Um, I didn't think he looked better or worse, really, after he got the ball in his hands than any other punt returner. No. Um, But he didn't always get the ball in his hands, and that's the problem. (laughs) Yeah. Right? I mean, Uh, that's the most important part of his job. I. I, what was he averaging? Only like four or five eight point, yards. Eight point two. Okay, I mean 8. that's two, which was right a little around average, right? Right around the middle of the pack in the yeah. NFL. That's so good. Once he got the ball in his hands, he was fine. He just wasn't consistently getting the ball. And I uh, prefer to force fight those extra eight yards than risk him dropping it like he continued right. to do. Yeah, hopefully Dorch is sure-handed we'll see um he did have a couple of punt return touchdowns in 
college, so mm-hmm. uh, he's got the ability at least to break one. But uh, kind of funny, uh, the Bucks also released Bobo, their punt returner, after that game <laughs> in, in London where the punts were being fumbled left and right. So um, Bobo and Ray Ray, both gone. Yeah, I mean, did did no one tell the Bucks that we had a left-footed kicker and that's why Bobo I know, kept we had a left-footed him? kicker. I mean, we, maybe we should assign Bobo, <laughs> Yeah, obviously. We don't have to face many left-footed kickers. They are yeah. such a rarity in the league. <laughs> oh man <clears throat> well now we got the news out of the way jerry and i did want to have a little bit of a debate club moment here um i think there is a sentiment among panthers fans you're either for it or against it and it's the elephant in the room cam newton should he come back when he's healthy now, we also got some Yao Mix mailbag about this uh, from Jacob from Concord again, uh, basically asking, uh, is Kyle Allen the future of the Panthers? So we're going to go ahead and have a whole segment on this issue here because we actually slightly differ on this one. We do. Um, and I will say that and this is going to be a debate, so... Even though one of us might argue strongly one way, it you know it's. I think we're both we both like Cam. Oh yes, as a person and as a quarterback, and we're both very cognizant of what he's done for the city and for the franchise. Um, so this is not nothing against Cam. This is just what we believe is best for the Panthers moving forward. Yes, right? and people that say it's you know the F one fifty Twitter, I guess that's a thing. that's not what my position is going to be. I, I, he's done great things and he has potential to do good things again, but I, I'm nervous about him and I don't see why we shouldn't see what Kyle Allen has first. Yeah. And there is a point where cam is going to break down. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just the way that he plays the game is different from how Drew Brees plays the game or Tom Brady plays the game, Aaron Rodgers. You know, these guys that are going to last into their, you know, early to mid 40s. Cam's not that guy. He's never been that guy. Uh, it's always been thought that he's going to have a bit of a shorter shelf life, right, than, mo- than you know, some of these long-term quarterbacks. That being said, my position on this is once healthy, Cam should absolutely get his job back. And if that's this week coming up, going to San Francisco, then this is his team. And mm-hmm. if he, if he is able to do cam things, if his foot is truly healthy, now I do want to preface this by saying he needs to be 100%, right? His foot needs to be 100%. His arm is going to be what it is, right? His shoulder is going to be what it is. It, it looked pretty good in preseason. You know, at, the foot is my main concern at this point. And then we see what he is the rest of the season. Okay. And I'm going Kyle Allen. And you actually drew on part of my problem. His arm is what it is. We're not sure what it is. We don't know if that arm can last 16 games again. Because at the end of the year, he could only throw 20 yards. I I don't know if he's going to be able to throw it. He was scared to throw it deep in the first two games. Yes, it could have been his foot. But I don't necessarily think it's just his foot. He's seen and he's lost some of the velocity, it looks like. Now, I know 
the new North Turner system is a lot of dip and dunk, a lot of West Coast, and that's great. And it's helped Cam out a lot, but it's also helped Kyle Allen a lot. Kyle Allen is 4-0 this year, 5-0 for his career. I, he's completing this year 65% of his passes for 901 yards, seven touchdowns, and zero interceptions. That's 225 yards per game. Everybody's talking about, well, Cam Newton's previous year, last year, that when we went 6-2, he completed 67% of his passes in the 6-2 span. I, I'm After that Pittsburgh hit, I'm blocking it out because that we all know what happened after that. It just was not Cam Newton normal. Uh, he had 15 touchdowns and four interceptions in nine games. That's great. You know how much he averaged per game yardage? 210. So go ahead and say it, Stephen. What about the rushing? Great. He only averaged 38 yards per game rushing. That's not great. I mean, that's not dynamic enough to really just bench Kyle Allen for. I mean, overall, he produced 248 yards per game, while Kyle Allen is currently at 225 yards per game. Now, this is where he's also a huge thing. He's going to be 31 next year. He's going to count $21 million against the cap. It'll be his last year of his deal, so he'll probably need a new deal, which will be roughly in the $30 million cap hit range. That's scary to put this team, because this is a great team around it, as we've seen with Kyle Allen starting. I'm not saying trade Cam Newton right now. I am saying let Kyle Allen continue to start. Let him play. Now, if he poops the bed, if he starts struggling, yank him and put Cam Newton in there. I am not 100% sold on Kyle Allen, but I think you have to give him the shot to continue the job. And next year, he's a restricted free agent, and it'll only cost $500,000 to keep him. So I don't understand why we're rushing to yank Kyle Allen just because Cam Newton's healthy again. He's producing about the same numbers as Cam Newton healthy was last year. Uh, another thing, uh, NFL Network's Rich Eisen said that Todd Bowles told us in our pre-broadcast meeting that Allen QB team presented more of a challenge to defend than the Week 2 Cam QB team. Uh, he also said that Cam QB team, he could focus his defense on the mesh point between Cam and Christian because 85% of the offense was centered right there. And it's not the case with Allen. Another thing I think Kyle Allen is doing better than Cam, he can get to those reads a little bit quicker. It just seems like he picks his spot and he gets the ball out. And with our O-line not being the greatest, I think that's a huge benefit to this team. Okay. Uh, I mean, those are good points. I want to read out to you Cam's passer ratings for the first 11 games of last season. Okay. 82.4 for the first game. Mm -hmm. 105, 108, 75, 93, 101, 116, 133, 103, 114, 110. And that's also the Pittsburgh game and then the two games after are included in that. Mm -hmm. That Pittsburgh game, he had two touchdowns, one interception. The next game, three touchdowns, one interception. The next game, two touchdowns, one interception. And 
the Detroit game, the Seattle game, we lost by a combined four points. So those games go the opposite direction, and all of a sudden we're what eight and three at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the negative about Cam <clears throat> is that we lost nine games in a row with him at quarterback, right? Between last year and beginning of this year. And that's legitimate for sure. But he did get hurt in that Pittsburgh game. Mm-hmm. He has had the shoulder surgery. By all accounts, he, his shoulder feels good. Again, we, we saw not a ton in the preseason. He only played, what, 11 snaps in the, in the preseason. So we didn't really get to see him air it out much. But he did hurt his foot in that third preseason game. And I just don't believe, I mean, if you've ever had a hurt foot or a hurt ankle or anything in that you know, lower leg area, you just can't do normal athletic things. Right, with even if it's throwing a ball, you can't plant. You can't. You're not comfortable. You're just not able to do what you need to do. And I fully believe that that foot. And and I even said it really in that first game that I did not think that that foot was allowing him to put, you know, a lot of oomph into the into his throws, throw deep. Um, you mentioned the velocity. I. I think he still has it, but more importantly, I think we need to see if he still has it because his contract is coming up, right? Mm -hmm. He still has next year. He could technically play next year under that deal. Mm -hmm. And then we either risk, you know, losing him or him not resigning or whatever the case may be, but technically he could still play next year. So it's not do or die that he plays this year. However, it's pretty normal to re-sign that quarterback before he reaches the last year of his deal. Mm-hmm. So I think we do need to see, you know, I, I think we just need to get him out there at the end of this year and let him play the last eight games or seven games or whatever it's going to be and see what we have in him because he has been our franchise since 2011. And, and Kyle Allen has come in and he's played well. Do you remember Matt Moore and him playing very well in Jake Delhomme's absence, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years back or whatever it was? And there was a lot of Panthers fans, you know, myself maybe included, who thought Matt Moore could be the future of the franchise. And Matt Moore had very similar numbers to what Kyle Allen's putting up. Now, in terms of touchdowns and interceptions, not the same. But in terms of winning and, you know, just playing very well, he looked an awful lot like what Matt Moore looked back then. So I'm not ready to hand Kyle Allen the keys to the franchise after five starts. I love what he's doing, and I think he's, you know, I'm extremely happy to have him as Cam's backup in case something does happen again to Cam, but I'm just not ready to hand him the keys of the franchise. See, And again, I'm not saying trade cam this year or anything else i'm saying continue with the hot hand if he goes to san francisco against that stellar defense and puts up another great game like he did against uh the cardinals bucks and everybody then why not keep going with him i just don't you're saying the franchise okay cam is the franchise right now in your opinion uh, not just how, in my opinion i mean well, Cam's, yeah. he is our franchise quarterback you're absolutely correct 
But I, at the beginning of this year, we all said it was a make or break season for Cam Newton. I don't know if he's, I think he broke. He didn't make it. I think he broke. Well, I mean, he, he, he cracked. Maybe he bent really far, but he's not broken. I mean, he's still going to be able to come back and play this year. And I think he has earned the chance to come back and, and try to reclaim his job and try to prove that he is going to be the guy for the next five years here. I mean, would you, would you say that he has not earned it for what he's I- given to the franchise? If you take out 2015, he probably wouldn't be on the same team. I He's been great for this team. Uh, I love Cam. I have Cam jerseys. But if you look at what he's done and his injuries, if he didn't have that MVP season, I don't necessarily think he would still be a Panther. But he did have that MVP season. And so one, so he we're is, gonna, he is capable... We're so we're going to keep riding the coattails of one season? Cause All right. Why, why did he have that MVP season? I, he was great that MVP season. MVP season. He I'm was not great, that I- but the team was also great. The mm-hmm. defense was incredible that year. Mm-hmm. We went 15-1 and one that year. Yep. That's why he won the MVP. Yes. If we had gone 8-8 eight and eight that year, he does not win the MVP, regardless of how good his year is. Now... Do you think we're going to have a continue to have a great defense if we're got to pay him thirty million dollars? We've got Shaq Thompson, James Bradbury, Christian McCaffrey. Those are three that are coming up within the next two years, and then Luke Keekley right behind that. And how much are we going to have to pay Kyle Allen because he is a free agent after this year? He's a restricted free agent. We will we could sign him for five hundred thousand dollars for next year. So yes, he is a, an exclusive rights free agent, which means we can sign him for the minimum technically next year. Do you think they'll actually do that? Oh, most definitely. It doesn't even matter if we tr- if Cam starts the remainder of the games and looks back his MVP season. No, 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 no. He- I, no, I agree with that. I think um, at a minimum they resign him to that, right? Oh, yeah. I'm saying if. If they go your the way the route that you're saying, right, and stick mm-hmm. it with a hot hand, and let's say he wins, you know, the next seven games in a row, okay, okay. are they just going to sign him for five hundred thousand dollars for next year, or are they going to try to lock him up long term? I believe it depends. What I would suggest they go with like a three or four year deal, where it's kind of like a two year prove it deal. And then you can renegotiate after that, where he's making, you know, roughly 10. Will he sign that? I mean, I mean, let's say he, he, best case scenario, okay? Mm-hmm. He looks great. Mm-hmm. He has that Nick Foles type season that year where he threw 27 touchdowns and two interceptions, mm-hmm. right? That type of statistical year. We win a lot of games. Maybe he takes us a couple of games deep in the playoffs, mm-hmm. okay? Has he not earned a twenty million dollar a year deal? <sighs> will he? Will he and his agent think that they have earned a twenty million dollar a year deal at least? Well, at that point, you're going to force his hand because he is strapped with that uh, restricted free agent. Okay, so, 
So it, if you it, sign him to that deal, does he say, fine, I'm signing a one-year deal for $500,000 mm-hmm. and screw you guys when it comes to 2021? Yeah, and at that point, you know, if he continues to do that, we could be like, well, we could slap the franchise tag on you for another two, three years. I guess, but how did that go with Washington when it was Kirk Cousins? I mean, that whole franchise was hamstrung for three years because they couldn't do anything. You're right. But how do you think nobody how do you wants think, that? How do you think this team's gonna do with Cam Newton making thirty million dollars a year? I don't know that Cam makes thirty million dollars a year. Do you I think, think I think you legitimately have an option with Cam to not pay him thirty million dollars a year because of the injury concerns, um, you know, things like that. Maybe he doesn't get $30 million a year. Maybe he's not in that upper echelon of quarterbacks at that point. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know. Well, you're you're questioning me about uh, Allen's contract, yet you don't know about Cam's new contract either. No, I don't. I don't. But I think that I'd rather see if Cam's going to revert to that MVP-type form where he deserves that type of deal. And Kyle Allen is not going to make $500,000 a year next year. That's all I'm saying. I, I, if that's what they want to slap him, just sign him to that one restrictive but free But I don't deal. think that's realistic. I mean, because you're going to sign that guy to a one-year deal, and then just maybe he's going to be around the next year. I think at a minimum, no. if, Cam, if Cam stays, right, uh-huh. and we re-sign Cam to you know, a three-year extension, a five-year extension, whatever it is, then I think you have to give Kyle Allen, make him the top paid backup quarterback at a better, at a very minimum next year, you know, where he's making $20 million over the next three years. Yeah. So, so you're paying two quarterbacks at that point. Yeah, and let's forget about we put a third-round selection on Will Greer that – Basically a waste of a pick at net, that point. It kind of feels like it right now, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I will I say... I don't know what... I, I don't think you trade Cam. I don't think you trade Kyle Allen at this point. I think, you, But I do think that you have to start Cam to see what he is. Because see, I think that I, you owe it to yourself. And I, I, think you you ride, I think you ride the hot hand and see what Kyle Allen can do with this team. And, and we're never going to be able to really s- decide which one was the right way because they're going to go with one way, and that's it. I will say this. It's a very tough decision Marty Herney and Ron Rivera have. I, I don't know, man. I just I think he's earned it. I think he's what he's done for the franchise and for the city is enough to say, all right, Cam, once you're healthy, get back out there and show us what you can do. And again, I say you ride the hot hand. And I'm not saying tell Cam he's never starting again. And if what happens in the 49ers destroy Kyle Allen and he tries to make a comeback and he looks awful, then easily, yeah, we go to Cam Newton. But back in 2001, you know, the Pats had a very high-priced Drew Bledsoe get knocked out of a game. Tom Brady came in. And his stats look very similar to Kyle Allen's as oh, after no. four or five games. 
Oh, you and, went there. And then there, whenever Drew Bledsoe came back, they had the same argument. And you especially when they were, he came back. To Tom Brady. <laughs> I am saying it happens. I am not comparing Kyle Allen to Tom Brady. It, so it's Tom, happened once. <laughs> it's happened more saying. times than that where an injured quarterback loses his job to a backup who starts playing well. But I'm just saying, you know, go with the hot hand. And we don't know how good uh, Cam Newton's shoulder really is. The only people who know that are in the building. We can only see what we see on the game. Okay. Let me ask you this, and we'll wrap it up. Mm-hmm. If Cam's shoulder is 100% healthy and Cam's foot is 100% healthy, would you at that point say that obviously Cam Newton should be in there? Yes. But I don't necessarily think Cam Newton will ever be fully healthy again. I think his okay. now 100% is not 2015 Cam. So that's where your argument is. That's what your argument essentially is, is that you do not believe Cam can ever get back to being Cam. Yep. Basically. Okay. I think that's a fair assessment. And if that's the case, then I would agree with you. And, I don't I, believe that's the case. I think Cam can get back to being Cam. And and I also think Kyle Allen has a lot of great tools at his disposal that may not be Cam's tools that he can win games for this franchise with. Okay. Well, a little preview for our Wednesday show. We are going to be talking about the trade deadline. Mm. And one of these guys might come up. That's all I'm going to say. Well, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after this short recess with the battle for the NFC South and the rest of the scores for Week 7. Hi, everyone. This is Clint. This is Ross. This is Joel. This is Cutter. This is Tony from Three Beers In, a proud member of Big Heads Media Network. Each episode, we review local Austin craft beer and talk about Clove and Bananas, references I don't get, and Academy Award winner Matthew McConaughey. So tune in, crack open a beer, and hang out with us. Find us on BigHeadsMedia.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, or on ThreeBeersInPodcast.com. This is the podcast. And we are back. Time to look at the battle for the NFC South crown. Only two games this week, but we'll go ahead and start it off. Jerry, take it away. Well, the Bucks were on a bye with the Panthers, so there's no score. They're staying at two and four. Uh, the last place Falcons in the division played the Los Angeles Rams, if you want to call it play. They got demolished 37-10, and seven of those points came late in the fourth quarter when the game was already over. Uh, the Rams just handled the Falcons left and right. The Falcons have horrible defense. Uh, Matt Ryan got injured, and Matt Schaub had to take over and actually looked pretty decent with 6-for-6, six six, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Devontae Freeman got kicked out of this game in the third quarter after starting a fist fight. This team was in shambles again. <sighs> Dan Quinn has lost his team. I wouldn't be surprised by the time you're listening to this, Dan Quinn has been fired. Should he be fired? Yes. They looked awful. They looked, I, they look like they've given up. There's already. too much, 
too much talent, at least on that offense, for them to be, what, one and six now? Yes, they have fallen to one and six, and they have no fight in them. Yeah. Ido, Ido Smith also went down with an injury. Just, just a overall bad team right now. So you're saying we don't need to worry about them when it comes to the division standings? Division standings, no. When we play them, yes. Well, we always have to worry about them when we play them. Yes. Well, again, that makes the Falcons fall to 1-6 and six and the Rams improve to 4-3 and three in a tough NFC, uh, NFC West. All right, and let's talk about the other NFC South game that happened today. The New Orleans Saints traveled to Chicago, and they put a beat down on the Chicago Bears, 36-25. to The game was not nearly that close. It was 36-10 to with about four minutes left in the game. Chicago got a couple of late touchdowns. Teddy Two Gloves just continues to look really good. He was 23-38 of for 281 yards and two touchdowns. No interceptions. The Saints were without Alvin Kamara today and without their starting tight end, Jared Cook. Didn't slow him down. Latavius Murray ran uh, 27 times for 119 yards and two touchdowns. Michael Thomas led all receivers with nine catches for 131 yards. The Saints improved to 6-1, and one, and the Bears fall to 3-3. Three and three. The Saints are going to be a real force to be reckoned with. Yeah. And is the, is there – there's no quarterback competition there, right? No, not at all. As soon as Drew Brees comes back, he's going to be the starter. But I think Teddy Two Gloves has done a good enough job where I think he's the heir apparent now. I don't see Drew Brees really coming back for another three years or two years, really. I think this may be his last year. I think Bridgewater's got that job pretty secure. In games that he has started, he is seven touchdowns, two interceptions, mm-hmm. and almost 70% completion percentage, mm-hmm. 98 passer rating. So he's looked really good. I mean, I don't know what else you could ask for from, from a quarterback from that team. No, honestly. That, the Saints are scary good. Their defense is putting it all together. They're really good. I don't know what happened to the Bears' defense the past two weeks. They're getting lit up by everybody. I mean, the Saints are a great team, but they're playing with a backup running back and a backup quarterback, and yeah. they're throttling them. I didn't mention that Trubisky came back for the Bears in this game, and even though he put up okay numbers, 250 yards passing and two touchdowns, no interceptions, he did not look good. No, not um, at all. Not at all. So, and again, those two touchdowns were with four minutes left in the game. So, um, yeah, that's kind of weird about the Bears. So, the current standings for the NFC South are the New Orleans Saints at six and one, Panthers in second place at four and two, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at third place at two and four, and the Falcons at one and six. <laughs> Do you remember when everybody thought the Falcons were going to win our division? I know, and the Bucks were a preseason darling as well. Yeah, Pepperidge Farms remembers. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the rest of Week 7. And we'll start off with the Miami Dolphins visiting the Buffalo Bills. The final score is what you'd expect, 31-21. to 21. But the Dolphins actually led this game in the fourth quarter, and it took 22 points from Buffalo in the, second, or in the fourth quarter to actually win this game. Um, 
Ryan Fitzpatrick did start for Miami and put up some good numbers, 282 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Uh, Mark Walton, the running back from Miami, 14 carries for 66 yards to lead all rushers, and John Brown led all receivers for five receptions, 83 yards, and a touchdown. Miami falls to 0-6, while Buffalo, surprisingly, to 5-1. and Yeah, Dolphins, really bad. They almost messed up on that fish tank. Uh, (laughs) Moving on, the Jacksonville Jaguars played an 0-6 Cincinnati Bengals in one. (laughs) 27-17, Andy Dalton threw his little heart out uh, for 276 yards, one touchdown. Leonard Fournette continues his good season, 29 carries, 131 yards. And Cincinnati's receiver Alex Erickson led receptions with eight and 137 yards. Uh, Jacksonville now improves to three and four, while the Bengals are fighting with those Dolphins for that first pick in the draft at 0 and 7. Moving on, the Minnesota Vikings went up to Detroit to play the Lions and won 42 to 30. Another huge game from the Vikings. Um, Let's see. Kirk Cousins had an amazing game. 337 yards, four touchdowns. Since he's been called out by Adam Thielen, he's looked amazing and incredible. Uh, Matt Stafford also had a great game. 364 yards passing, four touchdowns and an interception. Uh, Dalvin Cook led all rushers. 25 carries, 142 yards and two touchdowns. And Stefan Diggs had another massive game, seven receptions, 142 yards. I think Adam Thielen got hurt in this game. Is that right, Jerry? Uh, yes, he did. He looks like he had a hamstring injury. So that definitely contributed to Stefan Diggs' big game. And if, if Thielen's out for a while, that is going to hurt the Vikings. But it didn't hurt him in this game. They improved to 5-2, and two, and Detroit falls to 2-3-1. and one. Uh, Moving on. The Oakland Raiders went up against the Green Bay Packers and got slaughtered. 42-24, to Aaron Rodgers had his way. He went for 429 yards, five passing touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown. Josh Jacobs is having a slightly really good year for a rookie running back. 21 carries, 124 yards. And MVS had to only two receptions but he made them count for 133 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Oakland Raiders fall to three and three, and the Green Bay Packers are six and one and looking really good. Next game, the an AFC South matchup. The Houston Texans go to Indianapolis and lose. The Indianapolis Colts win 30 to 23. They won pretty convincingly in this game too. Uh, Jacoby Brissett led the quarterbacks 326 passing yards and four touchdowns. That guy's pretty good. Um, Marlon Mack led all rushers for 18 carries, 44 yards. And DeAndre Hopkins, nine receptions, 106 yards, and one touchdown. The Colts move to four and two, and the Houston Texans fall to four and three. They'll probably still be ahead of the Panthers in the power rankings, though. <laughs> <laughs> and let's look at the battle of the rookie quarterbacks, Arizona Cardinals versus the New York Giants. The Cardinals win their third in a row, 27 to 21. Daniel Jones had a decent game throwing for 223 and a touchdown. Chase Edmonds 
Yeah, let me repeat that. Chase Edmonds from the Arizona Cardinals rushed for 126 yards and three touchdowns while David Johnson pretty much didn't play. Uh, Golden Tate had six receptions, 80 yards. Cardinals now, th- after three wins in a row, improved to 3-3-1, three, three, and one, and the Giants are now at 2-5. and five. Moving on, the San Francisco 49ers traveled across country to Washington to play the Redskins and won. Though, it was an interesting score, 9-0 to zero, this game. It was about as old school a football game as you'd ever watch. It was played in the mud. This was a slosh fest. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 12 for 21, 151 yards, and an interception led the passing game. Case Keenum for Washington, 9 for 12 for 77 yards. There was just nothing going on in the passing game in this game. Um, Actually, there was nothing going on really offensively at all. Uh, Tevin Coleman, 20 carries for 62 yards. Adrian Peterson, 20 carries for 81 yards. And receiving-wise, Kendrick Bourne led both teams. Three receptions for 69 yards. This, uh, this, like I said, this was an interesting game to watch. Um, Maybe not a very entertaining game. But oh, the San no. Francisco... I thought it was pretty entertaining. It looked like they were playing on a slip and slide whenever they got tackled. Yeah, I think after the game, all of the 49ers players went slip and sliding down the field. Pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, San Francisco moves to 6-0 and and Washington falls to 1-6. and That means that next week we're going against an undefeated San Francisco 49ers team. Yeah, and they look really good, even in the mud. Yeah, their defense is legit. Yeah. Uh, going over to the AFC, the Los Angeles Chargers lost to the Tennessee Titans 23-20. to Phillip Rivers had a decent game, like always, 329 yards, two touchdowns. Derrick Henry had 90 yards and a touchdown. And Austin Eckler led the Chargers in with seven receptions, 118 yards, and one touchdown. But as always, the Chargers lose it in the fourth quarter, 20-23. Chargers are now at sitting at two and five, while the Titans improved to three and four. And finally, the Baltimore Ravens visit the Seattle Seahawks, and this was actually a pretty good game. Uh, final score was a little lopsided, thirty to sixteen. Baltimore takes the victory here, but Lamar Jackson didn't have a great game passing. Only 9 for 20, 143 yards, but lit it up again on the ground. 14 carries for 116 yards and a touchdown. Um, Tyler Lockett led all receivers, five receptions for 61 yards. But the Ravens have won their third game in a row, and they're up to 5-2. and two. Seattle falls to 5-2. and two. That's a good matchup. Um, Seattle is another one of our opponents this year, and they're very up and down. So no idea what we'll see from them. Yep. And as always, thank you for listening. Please subscribe and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you do, we'll read it on the show. You can always follow us on Twitter at MeowMixPodcast or email any questions or comments to MeowMixMailbag at gmail.com. We will be back on Thursday with our trade scenario possibilities, the preview for next week's game, and maybe a couple other little nuggets. Until then... Keep pounding.